might have been right. But today, war is too important to be left to politicians. They have neither the time, the training, nor the inclination for strategic thought. I can no longer sit back and allow communist infiltration, communist indoctrination, communist subversion, and the international communist conspiracy to sap and impurify all of our precious bodily fluids. Keep smiling through, just like you. Always do. Hello, all of you wonderful people out there in podcast land. Welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. My name is Chuck. And my name is Will. And tonight, today, we are doing Dr. Strange Love or (laughs) How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. And before I get started, I need to make this public announcement. It is the stated position of the U.S. Air Force that their safeguards would prevent the occurrence of such events as are depicted in this film. Furthermore, it should be noted that none of the characters portrayed in this film are meant to represent any real persons living or dead. Unbelievable. This is how how this movie opens. This is the beginning scrawl. This is the scrawl. (laughs) This is the beginning scrawl to this ridiculous ridiculous story this is uh okay i want you to go first i want to know okay. what you thought about this movie and I, and then i'll go i'll go after but i uh i need because my idea going into this was listen normally it's the three of us lee doesn't really do the whole political thing it doesn't interest him at all he thinks it's boring right. i like political intrigue i like political satire i like talking politics you like talking yeah. politics. I figured even if we're on opposite sides, we're going to have a good time talking about this movie. The ridiculousness of, of what the Cold War was and just how Kubrick wanted to do nothing but make fun of it and point out the hilarity and, and the absurdity of it all is, is, is intriguing to me. So I, I talked enough. Right. You go. I want you. So, so Peter Sellers is yes. the 1960s version of Michael Myers. Of Pretty Mike much. Myers. Yes. Yes. Where he where he plays three or four different roles in one movie. Doctor Strangelove, why is it called Doctor Strangelove when he plays like a whole four minutes of the entire movie as Doctor Strangelove? I don't get. Um but oh my gosh. This movie I was not prepared for. I would not have just been like, oh, let's just go watch this 60-year-old movie. However, that being said, this movie is ridiculous. Yeah, I know. (laughs) The fact that the main... Ah, the bad guy in this movie. (laughs) The bad guy. General Ripper, okay? He basically wants to start nuclear holocaust because he is afraid of the Russians stealing his bodily fluids. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this can't be real. This cannot be real. This guy is is going 
He's like, he's breaking every law, committing treason. He's completely out of his mind off his rocker. He, he's like, it's, all because it's, he's like, he's like, there's a reason why I only drink distilled water and <laughs> distilled rainwater alcohol. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> like his monologue of like the earth is 70 percent water and the human body is which that's one monologue peter sellers as the president though yes let me tell you <laughs> he has two different monologues where he's on the phone talking to dimitri and it is ridiculous it's so... <laughs> I'm like how if this guy is our president, our country are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing, this whole, this whole thing, his whole thing about I'm more sorry than you are, Dimitri. Okay, we're both very, very sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I can, I can no, there's no need to get hysterical, Dimitri. <laughs> I can see it now when he's like running for president and he's like, can you hear me? Am I clear now? Can you hear me? Am I clear? Oh, so you're clear and I'm clear and I can hear you and you can hear me. So we're all clear now. And he just goes back and forth. The, some of it's, it, it, it's some of, the, I will say this though, the, sh some of the shots of the planes flying, you could tell were legit and real. Mm -hmm. And then there were times where you're like, that's a toy on a string. <laughs> it's a toy on a string. <laughs> yes. yes. James Earl Jones? I, I, I know. I really? know. I know. Really? I know. Really? Like, I, yes. I was not ready. I was not, not expecting to see him in this movie at all in 1964. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Nope. And he played like a whole five seconds. Um, <laughs> yeah. But hey, I, I will say, though, Peter Sellers as. The president as Doctor Strangelove and as Captain Mandrake was he, he was he was perfect. Peter Sellers was is perfect. an amazing actor. He's an amazing actor for his time. Like this movie was ahead of its time when it came out. Like my if you're done, I, I mean um Well no, my last thing I was gonna say is okay. you, you have to think that people like Mike Myers, like Eddie Murphy, like these guys who play multiple roles in a film. Yes. They've got to use him Absolutely. as like, go to like, how did he do it? Yes. You know, cause at first I was, I didn't realize at first that it was, he was all three. Neither cause he did I. a really good at first. So I'm going through on IMDB going, where's the, like I went through four or five times looking for the president and I was like, oh, oh, Peter Sellers is all these guys, I was like, "Oh, yeah, this guy, his 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 portrayal of Doctor Strange, where he's like paralyzed <laughs> on one arm, and he keeps how like you know hailing Hitler basically, and you know, oh my gosh, I can stand, you know, it's it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. Of it's course, fantastic. my Führer. I mean, I mean, Mister President. <laughs> Would I watch this movie again? Yes, five years from now. Is it? Would it be a go-to all the time? Mm -hmm. No. But this film, though, for what it was, again, like you said, it was ahead of its time, and it was, it, it was, it was so cheesy and lame that it was perfect. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yes. It, it, it was awesome. It's political satire at its best. It is political satire at its best.
the one the things that I'll say about this movie and uh, the reasons why I love it. Next to Tarantino, Kubrick is my favorite filmmaker ever. I love almost everything the man has has put to film. This though, the stones that Kubrick had to release this movie when he did. Think about this: early '60s, Cuban Missile Crisis, Bay of Pigs, Kennedy assassination, Red Scare at an all-time high. Like, like generation boomers are losing their minds because of like what they think about like communists and everything. And it's just like Kubrick decides, well, I'm gonna release this satire movie to show how absolutely absurd all of this actually is. The right. war room. The, the everything that happens inside of this war room in this movie is ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. And you know what? What's his name? Oh my god, the general, the buffoon general. Do you have a written down? Uh Tur- Turgeson. Turgis. General Turgis. Turgis. He's his, my favorite character out of yes, the entire he movie. He is he is such a buffoon. He is su- and the whole thing, and here's another reason why I love Kubrick, is he was able to get things out of actors that aren't the norm. This man was not a, a physical comedian. He, he wasn't about that. He thought that it made him look really goofy. And he thought that he was just doing a whatever take, let's all get into the role, let's slip into the character. He had no idea that Kubrick was going to use the scene where he falls down in the movie. And when he found out it was in the movie, he was actually really pissed. Like, <laughs> His it's, facial it, expressions during this was are amazing, perfect. are amazing. And even like at the end, at the end of this movie, which I think is some of the best stuff, where they're talking about going down into the mine, and then he just goes into this thing like, we cannot allow the Russians to have a mine blockade. Like, they just keep going even further with it, and just the He's- paranoia of, of, of the Red Scare. It's ridiculous. Like, we're not even talking about East and West anymore. We're talking about nuclear holocaust happening, and we right. all gotta gotta work together now. And this ridiculous general is that's going on about more commie nonsense. It's 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 amazing. It's, the best part of that whole speech is, and we'll get to it. But the best part of that whole speech is when the president's like, "Do you think they'll make the target?" And he's going off like he has his arms like his flying yeah, point. Yes, they're gonna be below under the radar. They're gonna do this. He's getting excited talking yes. about nuking the Russians. <laughs> and you see him getting more and more heightened. Do and I think they're like, going to make it? Well, yeah. Oh, oh. And he stops himself. <laughs> like, he's so happy that we're going to nuke the Russians. Unreal. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, I'm also, fantastic. I, also, I also like this movie because I'm a, I'm a sucker for a lot of history. And a, a common sentiment back in the early 60s was Kennedy was actually kind of weak when it came to dealing with the Russians. I have a feeling that that plays a lot into this, too, because this president in this movie is he's he's a such buffoon. a he's he's such a pushover. He's such a pushover to his own cabinet. And then when he gets on the phone with Dimitri, it, it's it's kind of a mirror relationship of the way that like Khrushchev looked at a person like Kennedy, like he's weak. He's not blah, 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 blah. And it's it's nonsense. It's absolute right. nonsense. It's political jargon, and I love everything about this film. This film, to, this it still stands up for me today. Like it, I, I, I don't I, have a phone here. <laughs> <laughs> the Doomsday Machine. 
The <laughs> so are you telling me that if this thing hits, is it still going to create the doomsday machine? Is it going to turn it on? Dimitri, Dimitri, like, come on. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> the oh dialogue in this movie is hysterical. It is. It is. The fantastic. Russian ambassador. Oh, my Russian God. Ambassador. What are Just, you doing? He he had this is a little. It's a matchbook. <laughs> pictures of the of the big the big board. I love it. He's got he's a big board. I'm I'm hoping so. I love it. I love that there's like piles of like binders everywhere. And yeah. Yes. Yes. The big board is like and and, and the triangles and the squares and I, this. I know we're gonna get into it later, but when we're when we're on when we're on the bomber. And like it's go time, and the pilot takes off his helmet and puts on a cowboy hat. Oh my gosh, it's fantastic! <laughs> and he rides the bomb. Yes, <laughs> all the way down. All the yeah! way. Down. <laughs> <laughs> it just. It just... <laughs> Before he did. Like when he's when he sits on when he sits on the bomb and he's trying to fix the mechanics, I'm like, he's going with it. Yep. Like he's toast. He's done. <laughs> it opens up. He's, it opens up. He immediately he's like, Yeah. He's having the time of his life. And then he just rides it down, slapping oh, it with oh, his hat like he's slapping. This movie was outrageous. It was it, it mirrors fantastic. you know what? It, and another reason why I recommend it is because you loved the absurdity of They Live so much. And this is the oh, yeah. only other film that I could think of that's even remotely comparable in, in the level of just, this is ridiculous. Now, there, was a, there was a, let's call it universe, of Doctor Strangelove films, right? There was a bunch of them? I have no idea. I don't think so. This is the only one Kubrick is- did. Okay. This is the only one Kubrick did. This this movie is fantastic. Yes, I is. love that it's only one and a half hours. Yeah, it's really short. It's not like it's a not three long. hour. It's film. not. It's not an overly long movie. No, it's really short and it gets right to the point. It's brilliant. This movie is it's, still brilliant for me. This movie is still brilliant today, even though it was oh, released in 1964. This movie still stands up today. And if they tried to redo this movie, it would fail. Yeah, it, it because you would need these actors again to fill that role. Without these actors, it wouldn't be the same. Well, you could tell the same. You could tell a similar story of how ridiculous it is if you're. Well, again, I. Like it wouldn't it. have the same feel. It wouldn't like have Peter the same. Sellers, Peter Sellers was magnificent in all three of these characters. To find someone to do that on that level, the way he did it. If you wanted to, be, to, if you wanted to make a political satire film about how Ronald Reagan almost bankrupted the Soviet Union because he created the Star Wars Initiative. That would be hysterical because it's ridiculous. Right. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm going to start the Star Wars initiative and the Russians are going to follow suit thinking that they're going to outpace us, even though there's nothing, there's nothing. It's all propaganda. It's all bull. And, and, and it works. If you made that movie in it, like in this style of a format, I think that would work. I heard a friend, you're right. And I heard a friend say this was, 20, 30 years ago, the biggest thing with the Cold War, why it never happened, is America and Russia were like two, two cowboys in a shoot-off that were both pinpoint shooters. And 
if one drew, they would both drew draw and they would all die. Yes. It would, so they, it would, so it would have been so the end they of the all, So it was a standoff the entire time. Yeah. This movie was just like, nope, not no. a standoff. <laughs> Everyone dies. And I love it. So I love when Dr. Strangelove comes out. So we found that nuclear power can actually generate all this power and, you know, create electricity and do all this stuff. So the fallout might be a hundred years, but we could survive underground. <laughs> So let's get everybody <laughs> underground before this. <laughs> you can have one man for every 10 women. <laughs> and they're all immediately on board. The president, his eyes like light up. The general's like, this isn't a bad idea. And like, even, like, even the Russian <laughs> ambassador who's like actively like, working like against it. them. I like it. Yeah, it's like, of course. He's like, and of course, they have to, they have to fit certain measures. And of course, it's like, the looks, it's <laughs> like, they just go off. He says something ridiculous about, like, maximum sexual intrigue has to be met for these women, so they have to be chosen. Like, what the And then you can see the general, too, uh, Turgeson. He's like, wouldn't this kind of go against, like, the whole monogamous relationship? He's like, yeah, of course, but <laughs> basically for the, survi for the survival of humanity... <laughs> Unfortunate for the women, but it's, for the men, it's just it's just a boys' club. That's all this is, <laughs> and like it's so it's so funny because like you have this whole story about like okay we are nuking by accident another country because some madman is really obsessed with his bodily fluids and it creates a catastrophe. And then at the end of the like everything happens, the nuke drops. <laughs> the nuke drops, and now we're all talking about going down into mine shafts. One man to every ten women, and it's like everybody's on board with it all of a sudden. Like tensions have completely dropped in this room by the mere thought of one man for every ten women. I, it, it's so stupid. Love it. It's amazing. It's it's amazing. I love that this entire war was based off of a man's bodily fluids. <laughs> like he wanted to preserve. I. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. They're not. They're not gonna. He's like, I'm not gonna have them impurify my bodily fl fluids. So I'm bombing them. I'm not just bombing them. I'm nuking them. That's talking about fluoritic water and just what? What? Do you ever wonder why the Russians don't drink water? It's always vodka. Only vodka. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Okay. Let's start a war. Let's finish this war. Let's nuke everybody. <laughs> <laughs> It's fantastic. I'm it's, glad you enjoyed it. It's, it's fantastic. Like, I watch it and I'm like, I, I don't know what else to say. This is fantastic <laughs> in every way. Um, no, it's perfect. Peter Sellers. Uh, Peter Sellers was fantastic. George Scott, who played General Turgeson, he was probably my favorite. Like, just the way he, he was like your typical patriot in the movie where he was like all america yeah. i'm protecting america yeah. you can't do that the stupid commie i'm going after <laughs> you're letting the commie in here like it's just everything was like over exaggerated but it was perfect um no uh, so i'm ready to get into it if you go are it. go for it yeah definitely so so one of the things so let people know one of the things that we have been that we've decided to do is Whoever suggests the movie, the other person is going to take notes 
and run it. I think it gives a different spin um, yeah. than the person who's watching a hundred times. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. So I might miss quite a bit. That's fair with me. I've only watched it one and a half times. I watched it once and then kind of skipped through it for notes. So feel free to jump in whenever you want. Okay. And as you jump in and say things, I'll probably, you know, have memory recall and, and go back to it. Sure. But we have opening credits. How do I, how do I say this? They're recording a jet plane, a B-2 bomber being refueled in midair, and they actually have it done live, but they're filming it from inside the fueling jet. And you can see like half inside the fueling jet and half outside. It's, mm -hmm. it's kind of, I think it was like, it looked like poor shooting, like feel like poor, like the shot was poorly done. Yes. Um, and then you had some live shots from outside, but then the rest of the shots of the plane were just a toy. You and saw, you could tell it was a toy. You could, you could tell what Kubrick was trying to do because he perfected this kind of shot later when he did The Shining. If you remember the opening shots of The Shining, how was the helicopter flying over the mountain and you get the, over, like the Overlook Hotel? Like he, he perfected yeah. that years later. I understand what you're saying. It's really, it's rudimentary the way that he's doing it here because you're right. It is a toy on a string. <laughs> it is a toy on a string. It is a Japanese Godzilla movie. That's all this is. It's, yep. it's nothing spectacular at all. But you know what? Years later, when he tries to recreate shots like this, like it's you see so much of a of a footprint. It, even even along this movie, you see so much of a footprint of certain things that he was trying to do. The way that he would, the way that he would shoot characters from certain angles, or the way that he would use like zoom zoom out or like wide lenses. And even even here, when he's like getting the shot of the the the, the bomber being refueled, like it's all things that. To my knowledge, and I've seen, you know, movies from the 50s, to my knowledge, this kind of thing was never done before. Like, like right. shooting a movie at, like this had never been right. done before. He broke ground. So I have a lot of respect yeah, him for, doing, for that. I, I will say the zooming, he zoomed in a lot, like, on the wording on the cockpit. Like, yes, yes. Phase two, zoom. Phase one, zoom. Yes. You know, I think that was overkill. Okay. They said it, and then they, like, quickly zoomed in. Like, it wasn't smooth. It was just like, whoop. Yeah. Um, but they said it. So they're saying it, they show it, then they say it again, and then they show it again. And it's mm -hmm. like, for me, that was a little overkill. But it is what it is. Um, so it opens up after, so the credits are done. And we have this decorated captain in this room, and he's working on something. And he's leaving, he's on this base, and he gets a phone call. And this is Captain Mandrake, and he gets a phone call from General Ripper. Mm -hmm. Do you understand my voice? No, do you recognize my voice? <laughs> yes. We just got done speaking moments ago. So you know that I'm call why I'm calling you is serious. I, I <laughs> what was the purpose? <laughs> I, like, what was the purpose of this opening dialogue? <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know who you are. Yes, I know, I know who, who you are. are. What's, fun, what's funny about this guy's name, General Ripper, 
He's credited in the movie as Jack D. Ripper. I never saw. I never noticed that. Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Jack General Jack D. Ripper. You're right. <laughs> It makes it so much better. It makes it so much better. Well, then you got you got the the pilot who wears the cowboy hat. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, well, he's he's Major King Kong. Yes. <laughs> These names: Jack D. Ripper and King Kong. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. I'm trying to I'm trying to see if I can see any more of them. Um Let's see. I don't there's none of none of them else really. No. Those two are great though. Um so they go in this conversation, and he's basically telling him that, hey, this is not I'm gonna start I'm I'm going to, we're on condition red. Um, this is not an exercise. There's a shooting war going on with the Russians. Um, we're going to start transmitting plan, plan R, R for Robert. Um, and this right here is the whole plan of him, <laughs> him prepping to have 34, 34, 34 yes. B2 bombers yes. nuke yes. Russia. Yeah. <laughs> they make a point too at the beginning of the movie this narrator comes over and he's talking about like the effects of the b2 bomber and the bomb that they're getting ready to drop and they make a point of saying the one of these bombs is more powerful than all of the bombs used in world war one and world war two combined it's like okay this is not just gonna annihilate this is gonna annihilate the world like it's over <laughs> it's all over <laughs> This is fantastic. Yeah, they're all two. The, the only thing they have in common right now is they're all two, two hours away from their targets in Russia. Great. 34. <laughs> like, <laughs> great. Yes. Yes. So he's telling, so, 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 so General Ripper is telling Captain Mandrake to impound all private owned radios, to basically go radio silence on everything. Don't tell anybody about this. Come and see me. We're going to talk about this more. And and confiscate everybody's personal radios, right? <laughs> yeah, perfect. So then the narrator comes over. America, America maintains these thirty-four B two bombers, and they're airborne for twenty-four hours a day. Hence, why we saw the the refueling, the refueling. of the ship, right? And they're all two hours away from their targets in Russia. We then. Skip over to we're inside the cockpit of one of these B-2 bombers. There are people playing cards because they're bored. Yeah. There is one guy reading a Playboy magazine yep. of a girl covered up with a newspaper. Yep. Like, <laughs> yes. sure. Yep. Plan R is now given. They take the, they take the code. Over the thing is this a test? It can't be a test. It must be a test. They go. They kind of go through this 
this back and forth. Um, they're probably all going, what the heck is going on? Like, <laughs> I, so the pilot gets I, up because he doesn't believe it. <laughs> and he comes over to like, look at the console himself. And this is where the whole zoom out, zoom in, show it, say it, zoom out, zoom in, show it, say right. it. And I agree with you. I, I, I do kind of agree with you. I do think it's a little bit, it's, it's, it's overkill. I agree. I agree. They do it's it every lot. time they're at the cockpit. It's Whenever they're in lot. the cockpit, yeah. they show it a lot. Um, yeah, this. This next scene, they, they, they skip into, there's this girl on a bed in a bathing suit. Mm-hmm. It's a bathing suit, right? Yep. She takes a phone call. It's, the guy's name was Freddie, I think it was. Freddie. Somebody, somebody from inside of the president's cabinet. Yeah, Freddie, sure. Was calling for General Turgeson. The general. Yes. G- general Turgeson. Yeah. He's not here right now. I'm his secretary. <laughs> You're not his secretary. She was not his secretary. Or yeah. she was. She, she, I think she was his secretary. And she got promoted. You know, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course, this was in the day where they slept in separate beds I, in the same room. I, I, I love this scene because they're going back and forth and she's trying to like coax him out of the bathroom or wherever he is. You got to take this phone call. It's real serious. It's important. Blah, blah, blah. Have him call me back. I don't want to have him call this person. Uh, oh, what's going on? And he comes out and he gets on the phone and he's like, what's going on? And he's listening to everything. And the first thing he does is slap his gut. And it's the uh, yeah. loudest thing in the world. <laughs> like, it's so overbearingly loud when he slaps his stomach. Like, it's hilarious. I love this. This scene, actually, you're going you're gonna to laugh at this. <clears throat> the nature of this scene and this relationship between him and his secretary and just the way it was done reminded me of uh, Superman yep. one with Lex Luthor and um, what's Ms. her Tess, name? Miss Tessmacher. Miss <laughs> Tessmacher. Very similar style relationship going on there. Kind of. Yeah. That's how, it, that's how it kind of the satire behind that, you know, yeah. pop, you know, higher up guy with the secretary girl. Um, I can't, I, I'm trying to like read my notes and take half these things seriously. And I'm having a very, very <laughs> doing this. So we're in the war room. <laughs> we're in, yes. And the president, the president is a giant joke the entire time. <laughs> he's not trying to be. He's just, he just he's is. a joke. He's a joke. He sends this guy to go to go monitor the Air Force Base, to figure out what this plan R is, to get General Ripper on the phone. No one can get a hold of him. All contact has been severed. The planes can't be contacted. This, what? <laughs> this was, this, okay. So the planes can't be, so, the, <laughs> it's so stupid. This president, this president was convinced to sign an order that would give the, 
the nuclear codes to a general in case something happened to the president and this president can't remember anything that was in this paperwork that he signed at all because he's asking every question in the world. Why can't we contact this general at this base who's lost his mind? Why can't we get word to any of the troops that are on said base? Why can't we contact the plane? Why can't we do it? Why can't we reverse this? What happened? Well, if you remember, Mr. President, you signed all this. It's, it's like, oh, great. <laughs> great. Perfect. And he remembers nothing. And he gets, and he gets so mad. Like, he did. Oh man! Oh my oh, it's, God! It's, it's hilarious. Perfect. I even we'll get into it more, but I love it even when like he brings in the Russian into the war room. <laughs> you you'd be done as the president if you brought your enemy into the war. Like so, you would be. <laughs> we're about to nuke Russia, and we're bringing the Russian ambassador into the war room. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. It sounds great. Sounds All right. perfect. All right. So now we're on the we're on the Air Force base. Yeah. General Ripper is giving this speech to everybody over the intercom. Trust and he's telling them to get ready. We're gonna defend the base. We're gonna get attacked. He knows that both the Russians and the US military is coming after him. Yeah. Trust nobody unless you know them personally. <laughs> anyone could attack the base. If anything, that, if anything or anyone approaches within 200 yards, fire upon them. Even if they look like our own men. <laughs> Even if they look like our own men. And then thirdly, shoot first and ask questions later. <laughs> all while, all while... Kubrick made the very wise decision of every chance he got, every shot during the scene, there is a poster or a banner or a billboard in the background that says pieces are profession. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot now, so ask questions later. Pieces are it's profession. Fan it's fantastic. So then he sends the code, OPE, the prefix code, OPE. The captain or the pilot on one of the B-2 bombers um, receives this. Yep. And they have to, like, scroll up to OP. Like, they have these dials. There's three of them that mm -hmm. put it. They have to manually put this code in, which is, what, which is what does radio silence for everything. <laughs> when the pilots get this, they have to go into the back, and they get this giant box or book or envelope, and they yep. pull out seven different envelopes and they pass it to each position like pilot co-pilot gunner yeah, yes. all these positions in the ship they pull they open it up and it's the top secret <laughs> <laughs> top secret plastered all over everything all over every page at the bottom header like everywhere plastered everywhere top secret it's what their, it's what their rules are <laughs> that they're like reading <laughs> <laughs> There's like 15 pages for each. They're not, and they're reading what they need to do and how they need to do it. And how it's fantastic. It's oh so my. old. You can tell that it dates it at this point. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Well, at this point, Captain Mandrake comes into General Ripper's office. 
And he's like, you wanted to see me? They're having conversation. Ripper gets up and goes to the two doors that leave the office and in front of Mandrake locks these doors. Yep. Like you watch him. Yes. On screen, you watch him lock these doors. Without a camera. With a key. <laughs> yep. Nothing said, nothing is bothered. Nope. They're talking about this. And he's like, you need to recall these planes. He's like, not a single plane will be recalled. What will happen will happen. And he goes into this and he goes, what's going to happen now? And he has his cigar. This is one of those shots where he has his cigar and Rubric is shooting I it. I love from this. I love the way that he did this. The, the, yes. the scene, just Very, looking up at his well. face, looking up at his face from that angle, he looked menacing. Like, like yeah. just everything, the cigar hanging out of his mouth, his nostrils, his eyes are wide and bugged. He looks crazy. He looks menacing. And it was like, it's, it's incredible. I love this entire shot. I love this no entire No special shot. effects. None. No special effects. None. In 1964, in a black and white movie. And it was more, it was... It was better. It was a better shot than you see most in most yes. movies today. Yes, absolutely. He was. I. He's. He's. He was brilliant with his camera angles. Like yes, yes, brilliant. Yes. So absolutely. He's telling. So Ripper is telling Mandrake that what's happening right now is the president is in the war room and they're making all these decisions. <clears throat> they're going to try to call. They're going to try to call here. They're going to try to recall the planes. Um, and when they find out that none of this can actually happen, there's only one option at that point, total commitment. Yes. He is hoping that we, we get to that place wait. of no, uh, no, no, you know, there's no return. He cannot and he's wait. waiting for he it. He cannot wait. I will back up a little bit because you did miss one thing. Um, Mandrake, when he's given orders, this is happening you know, uh, remove everybody's, you know, uh, radios and blah, 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 blah. We're under attack by the Ruskies, this, that, and everything else. He finds a radio, and he turns it on, and there's music playing, and it gets him really excited. And that's when he goes... <laughs> that's when oh, that's he, right, yes. That's when he goes to Jack D. Ripper's office, and he's like, Sir, you've, you've made a mistake. We have to call back those bombers. I thought I told you to get rid of that radio, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, it's, like, ridiculous. Like, okay... All right, fine. And that's when he locks the doors and locks him in. And to your point, Mandrake doesn't do anything about this. He watches him lock these doors. <laughs> well, Carol that doesn't even question it. Doesn't even question it. It's, oh, man. Well, Every, then, it, it, and then... And, uh, I, can't, I can't say enough good things about the way that this camera angle was. And just here, and just the visual of that, I will not... It's something about I will not <laughs> succumb. No, the I will not let my precious bodily fluids be compromised <laughs> by by foreign entity. And it's like you're you're okay. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. So he goes on. He's like, fifty years ago, this person said that war is too important to be left to generals. He's like, well, today. War is too important to be left to politicians. I, I, I tend to agree with that. I do too. <laughs> I do too. Again, the stones on Kubrick. To have a line in this movie like that two, three years after the Bay of Pigs, 
Right. Okay. How, Big one. How, like, like, like how Kubrick kept getting work after <clears throat> a line like that? Like, kept well, his even job. In the midst of, right. Like, un, even un, in the midst of this, call, you know, calling every Russian commies and communists and right. stuff like this. Doing that today and talking about the Cold War and calling it communist then is one thing. Doing it in the midst of it. In the midst of it. Because the, the Cold War lasted what? A couple decades. A couple decades. Through, began, through began, the 80s. Began, began, yeah, began in the 60s, ended early 90s when the Soviet Union, Late yeah, 80s, when the Soviet yeah. Union fell. That's when the yeah. Cold War ended. That, but it just, the, you're right, in the middle of it. Like when tensions were at an all-time high. Communist. <laughs> like when tensions were at an all-time high, <clears throat> the threat of nuclear war is very real. Air raids are being heard across America just to get people prepared for the for the threat of nuclear war, and and, and Kubrick is making fun of it. And, and this I, is the this is the time when they're like t- telling when at schools they're like hide under your hide desk. under your desk. What is that going to do for nothing, you? Nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. Hide under your if the bomb falls, hide under your desk. That's yeah. absurd too. That's just that's yep. just as ridiculous as everything in this movie. And we all, and all the people bought it then too. Of course they did. Well, this they is, had no this choice. Is he, this is when he goes and he tells Mandrake his point. Why? <laughs> the, the why behind the what? I am not letting a Russian or a commie get a hold of, I'm not going to let them impurify my bodily fluids. I love and. Before we even move on, we will move why on. Why is this the pl- why is this the plot? <laughs> why is this the plot of because, this movie? Because it's ridiculous. It it's super ridic- ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It was it's just fantastic. It was because in real life, when you really break everything down, it wasn't the Cold War in, in the beginning. It wasn't about money. It wasn't re- even really about power. It was just who's bigger, yours or mine. That's right. that's. It's so stupid. We almost went to nuclear war because two countries wanted to play mine is bigger than yours. That's the only reason. That's the only reason two guys in, a, in, in the locker room, you know, having a con. That's all this is. That's all it was from the beginning. It's so absurd and ridiculous that, of course, of course, a general would lose his mind and think that the commies are coming after his bodily fluids. Of course. Why not? Why not? And I love that as soon as he says it, I will not let the commies foreign into blah, 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 impurify my precious bodily fluids. And then the scene just cuts. He goes over to the war room. (laughs) (laughs) And there's even more nonsense. So we're in the war room. President Merkin Muffley is his name. President Merkin Muffley. (laughs) President Muffley. (laughs) <laughs> he's going over the options on how to prevent what's going what happened um the pre- this is where you find out that the president is the only one who typically has the authority to declare nuclear war or so he thought quote uh yeah <clears throat> r right general <laughs> terson explains what's going to happen and how and why it's happening um the the reasons why they're not able to communicate with the aircraft. Now, we realize that there are these three-digit codes or three-letter codes, but there's 17,000 different com- like possible options, and it'll, it could take them days to figure this them, out. It'll take them two days to crack the algorithm. That's right. 
They have ours. <laughs> so there's a phone call in the war room. <laughs> contact the base. Get in contact with General Ripper. Um or have him get in contact with me. So they try getting, this is where he sends the guy, which we see at the end of the movie. Um, he, we, a, a guy gets sent over to the base. And then General Turgeson is like, it is our policy to never strike first with nuclear, this is the, the president's like, it's never our policy to strike first with nuclear weapons. And the, and the general's like, well, Ripper has already shown that we're not following this. Like, out the it's, window. it's our policy, but yeah, that's out the window. It's out the window. That's done. And you see Turgenson, he's like, 20 million people killed or 150 million people killed? I- I'm cool with 20 million. <laughs> he's vying for the death of 20 million people. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, <clears throat> he's like, no big deal. No more than 10, 20 million people killed. He's so but- confident, too. Like the delivery. 10, 20 million people tops. <laughs> like, it's just, he's so... <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's whatever. He's like, and, the president, and the president's like, I'm not going down in the history books as, as, as the president who killed 20 million people. And he, he's like, I'm not going down in the history books as the biggest mass murderer since Adolf Hitler. That, that is... <laughs> and the general looks at him and goes, you're going to be more concerned about the American people than the image in the history books. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> wait a minute. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then enter Russian ambassador. Oh, it gets fun. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. before this, this Turgenson, he gets a phone call from his lady friend. Yes. <laughs> Do you know where I am? I'm in the world. I'm, I'm with the president right now. He's he's right there. I can't talk. Listen, I gotta go. I'll be back. Buckle be back. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle me back. Hey, don't forget to say your prayers. And then he hangs up the phone. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. Oh. This was per at first I'm like, he told me this was a comedy. How is this? Oh <laughs> I get it. Cause and that's the thing, is it's not like slapstick stupid comedy. No. I don't like like the Seth Rogans, the the um the um what's his name? Will um Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. I can't stand that kind of comedy. Neither can this, I. This I can watch this all day long. This is the kind this of is, comedy that's right up my alley. I said this right, last there, week. I don't like I don't like I don't like I don't like slapstick and I also don't like the kind of comedy where it's like set up, set up, set up punchline. I I, I right. it's 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 no, I can't so, do it. So slapstick comedy like the Monty Pythons, which is a slapstick comedy. Mm-hmm. I, I like that if I'm with a group of people. I will not watch it alone. Yeah. And I like that with the group of people because you're going to play off of the vibe in the room. Yeah. This right here, I laughed out loud multiple times while watching yes. the film. I'm like, this I can watch <laughs> on my own yeah. and still enjoy it. Yeah. Well, there's talk about letting the Russian ambassador into the war room. Yes. Why would you do that? Turgeson picks up all his binders. We have so much like <laughs> serious. This is a breach of security. He's going to see the big board. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to see the big board. It's 
He is perfect. It's fantastic. Courageous is like all of it. That's the thing though, is in real life, he's like, he's trying to actually, he's doing the right thing. He's just so overdone about it. It's perfect. It's fantastic. And and to your point, if the president let (laughs) the the Russian in the war room, He'd be done. He'd be impeached. He'd be gone. He'd be in prison. You're gone. You're gone. You're gone. Oh, my gosh. I can see it now. Like, whether it be Biden, Trump, or Obama, you know, or Biden or Trump before, because Trump took him down. But Bin Laden, come on into the war room real quick. Bush. Come on in. Bush. Bush, yeah. But you know what? I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He, no, I'm not gonna stand up. This kind of stuff. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. You're an idiot. <laughs> you let this happen. Well, the thing I about would... the thing about the thing about Bush and why something like that never happened under his what? He had Dick Cheney. This guy, this guy in this movie got nobody in there except for generals who just are aching to drop the bomb. Yeah, like they, they like, want to do is it. Ready. He is ready. He is. He, yeah, is. he makes that known at the end of the film. Like he oh. makes that like he's giddy. Like he oh. is. He's getting oh, off on yes. this. It's fantastic. Well, Dimitri, the, the 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 um, what's his name? Am- Ambassador Alexei. What's his full name in here? Um, I have it. Alexei de Sadisky. Alexei de Sadisky. Alexei. Alexei de Sadisky. Okay. Sure. Okay. Um, so get his guy on the phone. So he calls Dimitri. And Alex- Ambassador Alexei's talking to him in Russian. And he's like, I did it for you. And then you hear him. He's like, hello, Dimitri. Can you hear me well? Wait. Wait, Can you turn the music wait, down before, a little? Before this, before this, because it's hilarious. Alexi gets on the phone with Dimitri, and they're, 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 and he goes, "I did it for you. Be careful. He's drunk." It's like, great. You're gonna, you're gonna tell the drunk, <laughs> a drunk Dimitri, who's, you know, the guy over at the Kremlin. You're gonna, he's drunk, and you're getting ready to tell him, uh, listen, we're gonna bomb you. <laughs> I love the wording. I love the word. After they get through the pleasantries of the hello, you sound good, I sound good, good, we both sound good. Well, listen, um, we have a general over here that went a little silly in the head. The president. The president is... T- <laughs> the president. I, wrote, I wrote most of this down. Good, I did go miss for a part. it. I did miss a part. Before this happens, you start seeing... Um, Army vehicles and, and military personnel coming to the base where Turgenson is. And there's an attack on the base. Um, they're shooting. There's a whole big battle that goes on outside the base before it comes inside. Now we're, now we're back in the war room. Mm-hmm. And you hear, he's like, hello, Dimitri. Can't hear you well. Can you turn the music down a little? <laughs> uh, apparently he's like partying or something. I can hear you now. You're coming through fine. It's good that you're fine and I'm fine. And there's this big long back and forth. It's great to be fine. You, Mr. President, really? Really? <laughs> Let's continue. You know, we've always talked about the possibility 
that something could go wrong with the bomb. All the while, while this, all the while, while this conversation is going on between the president and and the president of uh, the Soviet uh, Dmitry, all the while, Turgenson is listening on the other phone, eating whatever. He's not taking any of this serious. He's stuffing his fat face of I don't know if he's eating jerky or like snacks gum. or whatever gum. He's it's just gum. piling gum into his mouth. It's ridiculous. Just everything it's above. It's fantastic. <laughs> Yes. 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 <laughs> Something could go wrong with the bomb. Which bomb? You know, the hydrogen bomb. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> His commander's got a little funny in the head and went and did a silly thing. He went and did a silly thing. The president, the president <laughs> in this movie, explaining what's going on, uses words like, he went a little That's funny silly. in the head, and he did a silly thing. What is, you can, you, and you don't hear any of Dimitri, but you can no. tell that you, you can kind of like fill in the blanks. He ordered his planes to attack your country. <laughs> <laughs> and you know Dimitri cuts him off, and he's like, let me finish, Dimitri, let me finish. How do you think I feel about this? <laughs> He's like, why do you think I'm calling you? <laughs> We're on the same <laughs> It's a friendly call. Of course it's a friendly call. <laughs> if it wasn't, I wouldn't be calling. <laughs> Is it a trick? No, it's not a trick. <laughs> if we cannot, and you see at this point, you're seeing Turgenson. He goes, if we cannot recall the planes, then we'll help you destroy our planes. Yes. 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 We know it's our guys, but we'll help you. We will help you destroy the planes. He's like, who <laughs> should we call? Do you have the phone number? <laughs> This was the best monologue of the <laughs> You see Turgenson, like, what are you doing? Like, are you serious? You're, did you just ask him for your phone number? <laughs> the president of the United States is going to let the other superpower in the world shoot down American planes and we're going to help. That's oh, that's what this president's doing. That's what this president is doing, right? And I also love that before they even get to this whole the, the, this whole back and forth about the the well the, the shooting down the planes, they're going. No, this isn't the only reason why I would call you, Demetrius. I I would just call you just to say hi. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. <laughs> yes, I would, Dimitri. It's amazing. And he says, "It's not even done yet." He's like, "Dimitri, I'm as sorry as you are." Don't say that you're more sorry than I. I'm capable of being as sorry as you are. We're both sorry. Okay. Whoever wrote this film is a genius. <laughs> this is some of the best dialogue. Oh my god. Oh my oh. god! Yes, we now we now head back over to Ripper and and big and kudos, big kudos to Peter Sellers. 
for selling for this one-way conversation. <laughs> Just unreal. Unreal. Yeah. And he pulled it off. He did. Perfect. Perfect. And kudos to the rest of the people that are acting too, acting like they're hearing the other side of it and yeah. the reaction that you see well, a lot of them give. Oh, of course. Of, of course. But I think most of the credit goes to Peter Sellers. I don't think oh, there's any definitely. question there at all. He's the best actor Not in this all. film by far. And this is one of the reasons why. Pulling off yeah. this one-way convo. <laughs> just every... Twice. <laughs> huh? Yes. He's the best actor. Turgeon's is my, best, my favorite character. Yeah, I would agree. Um, we're, we're now back over at the airbase with Ripper and Mandrake. And he goes, into the, he goes into more of info dump. Basically, why we're in war is because of water. The earth and humans are 70% water. And we need fresh, pure water to replenish our bodily fluids. This guy has an obsession with his bodily fluids. Oh, yeah. Nobody cares no one about your cares. bodily fluids. No <laughs> one cares. And, uh... It, he's sitting next to Mandrake on the couch in a really awkward position, his hand on his knee, his arm around his shoulder, very intimidating. Just like, if, yep. and, and Mandrake is cowering the whole time. He has no idea what to make of any of this. It is wild. It's fantastic. Well, all of a sudden, his office gets shot up because of the battle that's going on outside. And you see River get up. Like, he jumps up, and Mandrake just, like, cowers in between the two sides of the couch. Like yes. He's just sitting there. My leg strings don't work. My leg strings don't work. Your leg strings Your don't leg work. Strings. Okay. Sure. Well, Ripper gets this mini gun. He's he pulls window, out. Like, he's at the window and the, and the bullets are still flying through, through the window. None of them hit him. Right there. None of them hit. And he just puts his hands on his hips. He's like, good shooting soldier. And then he and then he gets his mini gun out of a golf bag. Yeah, but <laughs> you see him. You see him. All I could think of was the cop in Titans trying to get his gun out of yes. his holster. Yes. <laughs> it was perfect. I love this. I love this. Well, so we get introduced to this whole doomsday machine idea. Oh, yeah. And it, it goes off if anything attacks it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dr. Strangelove, do we have anything like this? <laughs> this, like, crippled, okay. twisted, distorted man comes wheeling out, who is, bumping who, into things in a wheelchair. <laughs> who is clearly not a former Nazi. Like, <laughs> well, Mr. President, it can be accomplished. The budget can sit in there, but probability is unmet. And he's fighting with his hand, who keeps trying to salute Hitler. And choke him out. Choking him out. <laughs> choking him out. Taking the cigarette out of his mouth. The whole thing. Peter Sellis here, again, is... <laughs> I don't... I have no more words. Oh... There's more info dump back over with Ripper and Mandrake. It's nonsensical information, more on water and bodily fluids and who cares. But no, is this a part where he starts talking about women? How he, he'll, yes. part, he'll partake in women, but he, will, he denies them their essence. <laughs> his essence is his bodily fluids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I denied them my essence. I want to know what that means. <laughs> we both know what that means. We're all adults here. Everybody listening to this right now, we all know what he's talking about. If he's talking about, I deny women my essence, this is a guy who's completely obsessed with, like, retaining his bodily fluids in unpured way. Like, we know exactly what he's talking about. Come on. Yeah, but does that, does that include kissing? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't That's know. That's what I'm saying. Is, is, he, is he going all the way with it? Is he, just, is he just bringing it down to this one, you know, this I, one aspect? I maybe don't know. you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe he's going all the way with it. No kissing. No nothing. <laughs> no nothing. Just listen. Uh, it, it's... Well, they're having conversation. Mm. Ripper goes into the bathroom, puts a mm. towel around his neck, closes the door. Mandrake's having, talking to him through the door, and then hears a big bang, and... Well, Ripper why? Well, 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 why? It's because his men surrendered. The Air Force surrendered to the U.S. Army. Mandrake, no, and, 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 you know, he knows. The U.S. Air, the US Air Force surrendered, surrendered to the U.S. Army. To the U.S. Army. Yes. Yes. He's, sta- he's What's standing great back. Is there's no battle between Russia and U.S. None, in this whole movie. It, none, it's a, it's none. America versus America. So. General Jack D. Ripper is going on about bodily fluids and how he denies women their essence. And then all of a sudden, he sees his men throwing up the white flags, and it's over. And he knows it's over. General Ripper knows everything is over, and then goes and blows his head off. Yep. Well, now we're in the cockpit of a plane. Mm Mm-hmm. Missile tracking about 60 miles out. Okay. 50 miles out. Okay. 40 miles out. Yep. Okay, you see them trying to do evasive maneuvers with, yeah. you know, the toy plane. String. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the string is doing evasive. <laughs> well, the missile misses the plane from hitting it, but it blows up in the proximity of the plane, mm-hmm. causing damage. Yes. <laughs> sure. So now the, fl- the, now the plane is flying below radar because it's trying to, it had to lower the air pressure in the cabin and yeah. do all the other stuff. So now it's flying below the radar. I love, We're how, back at I, the- I love, I love how accurate that is. It's just, it's just something small. It's one of those small things in movies that I always appreciate. Whenever, whenever a movie isn't doing something just for the sake of the movie and they actually want to be somewhat accurate, like, of course, you have to fly the plane lower and cabin pressure and, and it's been damaged, so it sets up something else that happens later. Like, everything in this, everything, like, like all, all the little pieces of the puzzle fit together so nicely. Like, there isn't, there isn't a thing that happens in this movie where it screams, movie. Like, everything, right. like, it's, it's so weird to say that about a movie this old. It's so odd, right. but it's, it's refreshing for me in a way. Right. Well, we're back at Ripper's office, and Mandrake is seeing this notebook, and there is, like, a crossword puzzle of peace on earth and purity of essence written mm-hmm. all over this. Mm-hmm. Purity of The essence. guy... Peace on Earth and purity of essence. The guy who wants peace on Earth is the one who is declaring all-out nuclear war on the entire world. Well, while he's doing this, this guy comes into the 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 
commander that was ordered to go in the beginning to Ripper's office and get him comes up, tells Mandrake to put his hand over his head. Where is General Ripper? He's in the bathroom. Well, where's the bathroom? It's the door next to you. You see him walk over to the bathroom, open up. He goes, he goes ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Yep. It happened. I don't well, like this character. I, the character they introduced here, I don't like him. And I'll talk about why later. There's something that happens. There's, there's, there's two yeah. things I thought were pretty funny with this guy. Okay. I, I think I know what one of them you're talking about. And I just, we'll get there. Well, he, he's talking about how he needed Ripper to call the president. He's like, oh, I'm, Mandrake's like, well, I was Ripper's, you know, right-hand man. So I'll call the president. It's only smart if I do this, yada, yada, yada. They're walking down the hall. And he's like, what do you think is going on here? This is a mutiny of preverts. Like, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You see Mandrake try to make a phone call. He doesn't have enough money to make no. the phone call. <laughs> Can you make it a collect call? No, we can't make it a collect call. He's like, so they... <laughs> there's a Coke machine. Okay. This is fantastic. I thought this was, I, th I don't think this fits. Like the comedic style of this movie here. Like, I don't think this fits. This is like, why? Why? It doesn't fit, but it is. He's like, shoot it's the funny. lock on it. Let the money come out so I can make the phone call. They're having this big back and forth. <laughs> He's like, this is a Coca-Cola machine. This is private property. You can't do that. <clears throat> He's like, listen, I need the money to save the, to save the world. Yada, yada, yada. Shoot the machine. Give me the money so I can make this phone call. He goes, fine, I'll do that. However, if this doesn't work, you'll have to answer to Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> sure. So he shoots the machine and he gets the money and he looks down and there's a Coke that got shot and it like squirts him in the face. <laughs> This part wasn't needed, but this it was part kind of funny. wasn't needed. It was funny. I just felt like this is it's okay, okay. Well, we're back at the war room now. The president is on the phone once again with Dimitri. Dimitri. Everything's all fine. No, it's not. Well, what do you mean it's not? Thirty planes were recalled out of the thirty-four. Four of them were destroyed. What do you mean? <laughs> Only three were destroyed. Only and one got damaged. Great. And this is where this is where Turgeson goes off. Like, will will if the will the plane make it? And he's like, yes. He gets all excited about it's gonna make it. It's gonna bomb it. Yada yada yada. The plane's gonna do all these maneuvers. It's gonna fry. Mr. President, you really should see it sometime. It's gonna be. Woof. Can they make it? But can they make it? Well, yeah, they can make it. And he stops himself. And and puts his hand over his mouth. <laughs> and the president's on the phone with Dimitri. He's like, he's like, well, he asked Dimitri, will this set off the doomsday machine? And you hear, he's like, well, I'm sorry this is happening. This is how they're trained. They're trained to fly so low below your radars. It's just good initiative. <laughs> like, this is the conversation he is having with the enemy. And then he tells him, <laughs> just, and then he tells him, aim everything you have at it. You can't miss. You can't miss. <laughs> You gotta believe me. 
Can I give you one word of advice? Dimitri, listen to me. Can I just give you one word? Dimitri, let me just give you one word of advice. Put everything you've got towards these two areas where the plan is going, and I promise you, you cannot miss. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. Well, we're back on the cockpit of the plane. There's a problem. Right? Yeah, the problem because the plane got damaged and they had to lower their 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 altitude mm -hmm. um their target is now no longer achievable no they don't have enough which fuel is what to they, make it if they were higher up they would because they could go further and then coast a lot longer but to your point you know plane gets just gets damaged they have to lower the plane yep. to, to bring the cabin pressure in yep. which allows them to fly below radar which also prevents them from hitting their target well let's do a quick ch check around what's our closest target well there's this ibm <laughs> missile base that's x amount of miles away yeah great <laughs> and this is where you see more of james earl jones he is the guy who is in charge of launching said missiles Go through all the stuff, unlock the doors, you know, set it. Well, the doors won't calm. This right here is a, at least today. I don't think to, back then it wasn't today. It's a common trope. This, the doors won't the open. The doors up. won't open. Yeah. It's very common today. Yes. They're but going in 1964, all this stuff. it wasn't. This, no. This was. No, this was not common then, but it's very common now. Yeah. Well, the pilot who wears the cowboy, the cowboy hat. hat. I'm going to go fix it. Again, <laughs> another common trope today. He gets down there. He's fixing it. Well, while this is going on, Dr. Strangelove comes back out. And then he, he literally, my fear, like he like salutes <laughs> my fear. I mean, Mr. President. Yes. The president asked him a question. What kind of fallout can we expect, Dr. Dr. Um, Strangelove, in your studies and blah, 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 blah. Oh, uh, my, my fear. Oh, I'm Mr. President. Like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. This is where you get all the information. The nuclear power can power homes. It can power towns. It can power all these things. But there will be fallout. And he pulls out this, like, circular card and he's doing the math with yeah. one hand because the other hand is like gripping it and he's like well if we do this and we carry this number here and we do that it'll be oh about a hundred years however we could live underground mm -hmm. if you live x amount of feet below the ground you'll be fine yada 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 mm -hmm. we have this whole dialogue back and forth of you know this is where the whole 10 women to one guy comes into play yep Everybody, including the Russian, is now like on board. They're all in tune. They're all on board. They, they're they, like they, okay. they in this moment they stop being like enemies and like worried about the ambassador in the war, and now they're just a bunch of guys. They're j they just it, it, almost immediately like nuclear it's war funny. is going to happen. Where nuclear holocaust is happening. Uh, one woman, uh, ten women to one guy. Everybody's on. Board. <laughs> with this. Well, the only smart person in the room is the Russian because in the midst of this conversation, you see him walk off to the side where there is nobody. Yep. And he is using his stopwatch, which is actually a camera, taking pictures of the big board. The big board. It's <laughs> and this is the part where what's his name actually trips and falls. Yes. And then gets back up. It's fantastic. <clears throat> uh huh. Well, we're back at the plane. <laughs> Cowboy. Fixes it, doors open up. 
he falls with the bombs. Yes. He's yippee yay yang the whole <laughs> way down. <laughs> and then there's this giant montage of nuclear bombs just going off. Basically showing us that the world blew itself the world up. Ended. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says, I, I couldn't think, I, I forgot to write it down, but it says the end. And it says ending was something by a whole nother film company. Actually, it was sponsored by this film company and they created this whole montage. So Rubric didn't actually make this ending another film company did and they took it and then put it in that's hilarious. the end of this film it's that's fantastic that's hilarious the way no credits they... credits were done at the beginning of the movie so no credits yeah and film and film i love the way that this ends because like i said before i think one of the the hilarious the hilarity continues to build even at the end so the bomb is falling meanwhile in the war room they're talking about being in the mine shaft or, or whatever and living down there, you know, 10 women, one man, blah, 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 blah. But they don't stop. Like, General Turgeson doesn't stop his rhetoric because he just amps himself up to the point where he finally ends with, we must not allow a Russian mine blockade, even though nobody was talking about this. Like, nope, nobody. He just amped himself up to it. And then Strangelove is like, I have a plan. And he stands up. And it's Manfira! I can walk! Like, oh my god. And that's when the movie ends. And you just see a montage of the nukes going off all over the world. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> it was fantastic. This movie's amazing. I love this movie. I love this movie. It was oh, fantastic. Man. I am so glad that you liked it. I am so I, happy that you liked it. Again, is it is it on my top 20? No. Would I watch no. this next week again? No. But is this like a, okay, you know what? Every so often. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll pick this up. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And oh, I, yeah. It was, I, I think it was ahead of its time for the type of story that it wanted to tell. I think, oh, that, I think that Kubrick had stones of steel to do this when he did it during this time it could have it could have sparked an incident thank god it didn't but just the fact the fact that this movie and and the, what it was saying about nuclear war and how dumb people actually are like wow wow i i have nothing but good things to say about the end of this movie the couple of things one of them i agree with you with um the toy plane it, it takes you out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It takes you out a little bit. The zoom cuts that were happening inside the plane was a bit much. A lot. And the, yeah. the, the, the big one for me, though, is, is the guy who gets sprayed in the face with soda. Like, that's a little... Ah. And it freeze frames, too. Like, yeah. he, <laughs> and it freeze frames. That was a little overdone. That was a little overdone. Um, no. Uh, this movie was fantastic top great, to bottom great top to bottom and yeah i i have no complaints at all no uh, it's again it's it's to me it's it would probably fit into a cult classic type style movie mm -hmm. um if they redid this movie i think it would not be as good no 
No, no, it wouldn't have it. it... Peter Sellers is what makes this movie. Yes, absolutely. The three characters that he plays. Yes. Yeah, it's one of those films where it takes a right person to play said character, and if you try to change that person to redo the movie, it was like if they tried to redo those. They tried to redo Star Wars, and they use somebody else for Luke. Darth Vader aside or for if Luke or for Han Luke. Solo. Yeah. Or recast Han Solo. You know, it's just, it wouldn't work. I think like, like, like even when they, when they did the movie solo, when they use somebody else besides Harrison Ford, you're like, this isn't Han Solo. Like it, it just, no. yeah, I know what you mean. So this is just one of those films where it's like, nope. If it wasn't for Peter Sellers, this movie wouldn't have been as good. I'm, I he was fantastic. He was amazing. He was fantastic. Peter Sellers fantastic. was amazing in this movie, through and through. All three characters. All three characters were fantastic. But I think he steals it. As the president. president. He steals oh, it yeah. as the president. It's amazing. It's incredible. Listen, I, I think it's, I, it's I'm glad. I, I, listen, perfect. and again, this movie was only an hour and a half long. It's a really easy watch. It was a really easy podcast to get through because we just laughed about it the entire time. I, I yep. love this kind of thing. That all being said, you know, I'm done. I, I, I have nothing really more to add. Just, yeah. This is, this is definitely one of those movies. That's, it's, it, it stands the test of time. It's, this yes. movie still holds up very well today. Yeah. That's it. Yep, I agree. So with that said, have a great one, guys, and we'll talk with you later. Bye-bye, everybody. Folks that I know, tell them I won't be long. They'll be happy to know that as you saw me.